Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Joining us on the line now, Professor Elise Brezes, Director at the Israeli Center for Economic Policy in the Department of Economics. Professor, good afternoon to you and thank you for joining us. Hello. Good afternoon to you, Elise. Hello to you. And thank you once again for taking the time to join us uh, to chat about... Hi, uh, Professor, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Yes, sorry. Yes, the the signal is much clearer. Thanks uh, again, Professor, for joining us. What we're going to be looking at, Professor, is the economical impact and the ripple effects uh, that this uh, war in Israel has had on the global economy. But let's start with Israel first. How is this impacting on Israel's economy? Well, there is a huge impact right now because, as you know, some of the people are not working. They are right now in the army. But I suppose that in one month, we will see already the economy starting again. And therefore, the effect in the short run is not going to be so terrible as we thought. Of course, there is a problem of the debt increasing and the deficit increasing. But the economy of Israel is strong. So it will be affected, but not very much in the short run. The impact in the long run will be much bigger because the whole society is going over big philosophical questions. You know, Mm. can we continue to be with the Palestinians the way we were? Can we continue to accept the ultra-Orthodox as we have done? Can we continue not to know what will be in the long run about uh, where exactly will be Israel, what will be with the Palestinian Authority? So those are questions that we understand, but we cannot say we will answer to them in few years. No, we start to answer them now. And this is going also, of course, to affect the economy in the long run. Indeed. And indeed, uh, not only the, the Israeli economy, but of course, as I've, as I've mentioned, the ripple effect of how surrounding countries, Middle East countries, are also going to be bearing the brunt of this war economically. Uh, yes, but I think that the main subject about the world is going to be China mm-hmm. and the Arabs versus the United States. It's not, you know, the small problem of Gaza and the Palestinian Authority and Israel. We are really not a big question. The big problem is going to be that China can see that this is a way for for China to become the next leadership against, of course, the U.S. And therefore, the fact that they speak with Iran and they speak with other Arabic countries, this is go- Islamic countries, this is going to affect the whole world. And Indeed. I'm not sure, you know, that everything will be very peaceful. Indeed, Professor. And of course, now we've got the the Houthi element, you could put it that way, based in Yemen, affecting the Red Sea route at the moment, uh, which is key to uh, not only Middle Eastern economies, but also to Western economies and linking uh, trade from east to west. 
absolutely. But the story of the Houthi is interesting because it is a very small problem and it is for them to check how the Western world is going to, what, what they are going to do. And what they show is that they are afraid, that they are not really saying one time more and we will really intervene. All the time they say, well, next time we will intervene. This is not good for the global world, not only the global economy, the global world that you, you know, that you permit to a small group of Houthis to affect the whole globalization and the whole economy. This is something that wouldn't exist after 1945 when the U.S. was really an hegemony and had leadership. Today, the U.S. is not really very sure what it should do. And this has an impact because if Iran, China, see that uh, the U.S. is not intervening very fast, well, China will understand that if they do something in their area, in fact, maybe the U.S. will shout but do nothing. And this is very dangerous for the whole world. Indeed. Uh, Professor, in terms of familiarization, as you say, dangerous for the whole world. One industry in particular that was flourishing prior to this attack, which has now uh, caused uh, a global economic concern, uh, is, is tourism, where you know familiar people tour in and familiarize themselves with uh, nations that are now affected by this, who are now in- involved in this conflict. Yes, you are absolutely correct. That tourism, that was really something that was booming, you know, when the world was starting to to move everywhere. Tourism can really be affected. And uh, this is something that we have to take into consideration. Absolutely. You are correct on that. And, um, and, and sorry, carry on, Professor. But instead of doing, yes, but instead of touring, we will have a de- the defense sector will be increased everywhere in the world. So instead of tourism, you will have defense. So from the point of view of GDP, of you know output, it will not affect it too much. But mm. about about welfare of the world it will be affected instead of going skiing you know we will have to take care of uh, weapons that's not very that's not that's not going to be a nice world but it was quite obvious for people working in the field that this will happen because when you have the loss of hegemony of one leader we are in a period of balance of power or conflict of power and this is what is happening from 2010 and on it took 10 years for the whole world to feel it but we even if china you know the gdp per capita of china is not very high their output is enormous so we are now in a balance of power between china and the us and the whole world is going to pay the price. 
Professor, we're going to have to leave it there. Only time will tell when this situation will settle down and when the global economy will right itself, as you alluded to earlier on. Professor Elise Brezos, Director at the Israeli Center for Economic Policy in the Department of Economics, just giving us her views as to where the economy, the global economy stands right now regarding the war in Israel.